Amen. So today I'm actually going to speak to you on the subject of buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. So we're going to go ahead and get into the word. Um, if you have your Bibles, who loves your Bible? Come on, my Raymond people better love your Bibles. Come on. All right. <laughs> I have some people that are in town, so awesome. So we're going to be, um, these are kind of the foundational scriptures of what we've been talking about. Um, and so this is going to give you just a uh, little glimpse of what um, we're kind of going with this in process series. It's Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. If you don't have your Bible, it's going to be on the screen. It says this, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you, somebody shout in me. He who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 2, 12 through 13, it says this. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you. Somebody shout in me. In you, both to will and to work according to his good purpose. And last but not least, Philippians 3, 12 through 13, it says this. Not that I've already reached, and this is Paul the Apostle talking. Not that I've already reached it, reached the goal, or am, I, or am I already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, that's you and I. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, I love Paul, one thing I do. He says, I forget what is behind, and I reach forward to what lies ahead. And so today, as we, we speak on buy one, get one free, I want to kind of toy with the idea of what freedom looks like. Freedom in process, what that looks like. And so we're going to be kind of our, our foundational scripture for today is 2 Corinthians 3, verses 17. And it says this, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is freedom. So today as we continue our series in process, I want to speak to you on the subject of buy one, get one free. As we talk about what it looks like to allow freedom into our process with God. Will you pray with me one more time? Father, I thank you, Lord, for today. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word that is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, I thank you that as I preach your word today, that lives are changed in this place. Father, I thank you that minds are renewed, that hearts are mended, Father, today in this place. Father, I just, I, I get rid of any anxiety any nerves, any fear that would hinder me from preaching your word fully. Father, I thank you that not one life leaves, diff um, not one life leaves the same, but wisdom, Father, and revelation take place in every single heart in this room. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Who in here loves sales? Like, who, who loves to shop? Like, you love to shop, you love to go buy shoes. I'm, I'm a shopping fanatic. Like, I love I love shopping. If you can't tell by the outfits that I wear, I just love shopping. And um, so I'm always like, I know there's certain stores that I go to and I know where the sale rack is. Like, it's like, I, know I go straight to the sale rack. I'm not a full price type of person. Like, I, I don't ever really buy shoes full price. I don't ever spend more than $50 on shoes. So I'm like, always, I always love sales. And so every single store that I go to, I'm always like, I know the sale, where the sale rack is and all of that. So this particular week, this is a couple weeks ago, actually, my wife and I, we went shopping for some kids' stuff at Target. Um, and uh, we, we, we went in with intention to go to Target, but then there's um, Payless 
Payless had this like huge blowout sale. It said on the, on the front of their, their, their store, it's like, buy one, get one free, everything half price. We're, we're closing. And so we were like, oh, why, why don't we go check it out? I normally don't shop at Payless, but I was like, maybe we can get Sylvie some shoes or something like that. So we, we went in. I'm like, buy one, get one free, all this stuff. And then I literally, it took like probably five minutes when I walked in and I started looking at all the prices. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because I had just been there like probably like three months before because I bought some shoes for um, my dance company that I teach for. And, um, and I went in there and I was like, wait a minute, this is not, literally it says 70% off. But they really hiked up the price to make it look as if it was really 70% off. So these same shoes that I knew were like originally $30 probably a month ago. They hiked up the price. They said 70% off. So they hiked, up, hiked it up to $50 so then it was still the same. And I'm like, why, why would they do that? Who, who does that? And I kind of found that funny in that moment. I'm like, this is a scam. These people are trying to scam me. They're trying to get all my money. They're trying to make it seem like it's 70% off, but in actual reality, it's not. And have you ever been to a store and it's like, buy one, get one free? And it's like, okay, buy one, get one free. But when you go to the cash register, it's always the most expensive item that they charge you for. And it's like, really, in actual reality, that's not quote-unquote free. Really, you're paying for two items, but they're hiking up the price to make it look as if it was free. And I started thinking about that. And I'm like, a lot of times we do that with Christianity. A lot of times we come into church with the buy one, get one free mentality. Come on, somebody. And we're like, man, like, I, if I can only, if I, if I can just buy God's love, if I can just do this, if I can just be, be a, a super volunteer, then maybe, maybe Jesus will love me enough. But in actual reality, we should come into him with a, with a knowing and a knowledge that he set us free. And so today I want to look at why Jesus set us free and how we allow him to come into our process. And when we allow him to come into our process, he makes us free. Everybody shout number one. My first point is this. Freedom can't be bought. Freedom can't be bought. Galatians 5, verses 1, it says this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free free. Somebody shout, I'm free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And then he says this, stand firm. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So here's some context to this. This is Paul, the apostle speaking. And he basically is encouraging us to walk in a way that we don't have to, that we don't submit ourselves to a life of bondage. So I want you to get this picture. So we have a couple of um, a uh, policeman. I don't know if Bart is here. Is he not, he's not here today, is he? Oh, he's out there. So he's protecting us. Praise the Lord. He's doing his job. Thank you, Jesus. So um, <laughs> so get this picture. So if Bart were to come in here and he were to handcuff me, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen today. But if he were to, if he, <laughs> and ever, if he were to handcuff me and, and he handcuffed me for whatever reason, I did something bad or whatever, and he handcuffed me, he, he put me in what? In bondage. So that I couldn't move. And I started thinking about that this morning. And I'm, I was thinking about how people are, are put in bondage. A lot of us are put in bondage. But what if he were to come and I was walking in bondage for uh, two months and I was handcuffed. I couldn't, do nothing. I couldn't do anything. But get this picture. Imagine if he were to, to, to unlock and take off the handcuffs. But then because of my identity and because I was so used to being like this. I was so used to being in bondage. I was so used to being tied down. Even though that he released me, even though he released me from, from this bondage, but my mentality was like, I'm, I'm still in bondage. I'm still in slavery. I'm still in this condemnation. And, but I never released it. 
but the keys, he unlocked it, but I never released it. And so a lot of us in, 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 in our walk with God, we're like this. God said, I've set you free from condemnation. I've set you free from fear. I've set you free from guilt. I've set you free from shame. But we have this mentality that, man, I'm, I'm not free. But he paid the price. He made you free. And so it's up to us to respond to that freedom. It's up to us to allow him to come into our process. Freedom cannot be bought. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for us over 2,000 years ago to walk in that freedom and to be whole and healthy. Amen? I'm preaching better than you guys responded this morning. Come on, somebody. So it's up to us to allow God into that process. I love that picture because to me it's like that's, how, that's a lot of times with what we're doing with God. We allow him to come into little areas of our lives. But then the moment he's like, ah, I want to deal with that insecurity that you, you had when you were 12 years old. We're like, uh-uh. Nope, no, no, not today, not today. I, I, I want to I I speak to that depression that you've been dealing with. Uh, no, 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 Lord, I don't, I, don't, I don't want you to speak to that. I, I, I really, I really want to speak and, and give life to your marriage. And, and you were saying, no, 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 I, I got my marriage. I got this. I can handle it. I can do this on my own. And we come with that mentality. But in actual reality, we are supposed to come to him and allow him to come into our process. And I love this series because to me, it's, it's one of the hardest things to do. To allow somebody into your process is one of the most vulnerable places that you could ever be. But God has called us to, and, and, and he challenges us to allow him to come into our process. He's like, I want to set you free. Who the son sets free is free indeed. But we don't take that scripture at face value. Sometimes we get a little bit too deep. I have a, a couple of friends, that I, I love them, and we're, we're all great. But sometimes it's like we get too intellectual. And we're like, man, who the sun sets free. We want to know the Greek and the Hebrew behind that. But I'm like, I just need to take that at face value because I need freedom. So if Jesus set me free over 2,000 years ago, that means I'm free today. I can walk in his freedom. I can walk in his mercy. Come on, somebody. Amen. So freedom can't be bought for it is freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Stand firm. What he's saying here is don't waver. Don't waver in your freedom. Don't waver in what, what he has for you. Don't, don't get up today or get up tomorrow and be like, man, yesterday I felt really free, but today I feel, a little, I, little, I feel a little tight. I feel like I'm in bondage. He's saying, no, this is the word of God. If he set you free yesterday, that means he set you free a year from now. That means he set you free when you were born. He set you free all through it. And so we have to take that and, and, and really come to grips with knowing that he has set us free. I love that scripture. Who the son sets free is free indeed. Everybody shout number two. Freedom is not for a limited time only. Freedom is not for a limited time only. And you see, when it comes to those sales, it's like, it's like they make it seem like it's a limited time only. But you know that two weeks later they're going to have another sale. It's like it's a limited time only, 70% off, get all your stuff. And then you're like, man. And then you walk by that, that same store two weeks later and you're like, they're doing this again. Like, why? What, what is this? But a lot of times we approach God as, as if it's, it's for a limited time. We approach him as if, man, like, I, I, feel, I feel free today, but, but tomorrow I don't know if I'm going to feel free. We approach him as, 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 as if he's just like this materialistic God and this materialistic being that, that we can't apply in our everyday lives. And so for me, freedom is not for a limited time only. If Christ died and paid it all, why do we still feel like we have to earn his love and his freedom? 
Why do we still like, feel like we have to earn and, and, and come up with some things and to, make, to, to earn God's freedom and earn God's love? When actually reality, we'll never be able to obtain and earn God's favor and his love. He paid, for the, he paid the price for you. All he's saying, telling you to do is to accept it and to receive it and to lift up your hands. And that's why I love worship. For to me, because worship is so freeing. Like, that's why we're so passionate at the well about worship is because we know where we came from, what God brought us out of. So we worship from a place of freedom. When you come in here and our hands are lifted and I'm jumping up and down, it's because I know where God has set me free from. I know the sin that he's brought me out of. I know the shame that he's brought me out of. I know that I have no condemnation in Christ Jesus because I'm choosing to live and walk with him. I'm choosing and allowing him to come into my process. I don't preach from a place of perfection, but I preach from a place of process. I love the well, too, because every single one of us in this room are going through some type of process. If you get to, to, get to talk to somebody, 10 minutes, you can ask them a question, and you know that we're all in process. We're all in process. Freedom is not for a limited time only. A lot of us are being held captive by our past mistakes. A lot of us are being held back by something we did in our childhood, and we still can't seem to find freedom from it. Can I be your pastor this morning? A lot of us are dealing with insecurities that happened when we were five or six years old that we still haven't let God and allowed him to come in to free us from those things. And it's not easy. I'm not going to come up here and say, man, Jesus, it's all like roses and butterflies and all these different things. Like living with God and walking with God is not easy. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. To allow God to come into your space and, and to make you vulnerable and to open up your heart to him. It's not that easy. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it to allow him to come into your process. And a lot of times we approach God as if he, um, if he has to offer, um, what he has to offer is for a limited time only. We approach him and we say things like this, today I really feel his peace. Today I really feel his peace. And I, I challenge myself. Because I, I, I get in, in a rut like that sometimes. I'm like, man, today I really feel his love. And, and I know that those, there are certain times that those things happen. But what's, what's, what we have to take as reality is that God never changes. Is that although we may feel his love in that moment, he still loved us all the way through it. We just haven't opened up our hearts. We haven't opened up ourselves to really sense and know and been vulnerable with his love, to experience his love. And so we have to open up our hearts. We have to open up ourselves to experience what he has for us. John 8, 36, it says this. So if the Son liberates you, and I love it in the Amplified Bible, it says this. If the Son liberates you and makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. If the Son liberates you, makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. And I love, I love how it says unquestionably. Because in our own human nature, we want to question. It goes against what we believe. We want to question every little thing. But I take this at face value. This is another scripture I take at face value. I'm like, if the son is, if he's liberated me, that means I'm free in him. That means every morning when I get up, even though I may not feel it, even though I may not experience it right now in this moment, I know that I'm I know that he paid the price for me. I know that he has made me free and he's set me free. And I love this picture. My mom and dad and my mother-in-law and my father-in-law are here today. So we give it up for them real quick. <clears throat> I love this picture because 
I'm 30 years old. I just turned 30. And, and um, I love it because my mom and dad never changed. Like, they never changed. They're still my mom and dad. They're still going to always be my parents. And I know that I can always go to their house. And I can go to their house at any time. I have a garage door opener. I have a key to the house. I can just step up in there, and I can go and surprise and do whatever I want to do at any moment of my life. And I love that because I can go into their house because I'm their son. I can go into their house at any moment because I have access and I know them. I have access and I know who they are because they're my parents. I can go into my father-in-law, my mother-in-law's house, and I have access into their fridge. Come on, somebody. I can eat any other food that I want to eat because I have access and I know them and because they love me. <laughs> but I got that picture, and God gave, dropped that in my, in my heart and in my spirit this morning. And, and, and we have to realize that when we become God's children, we have access to everything that God has. We have access to his peace. We have access to his patience. We have access to his love. We have access to his mercy. We have access to his grace. We have access to his favor. I can go into any room with Jesus and say, Lord, I'm needing favor today over my life. And he's like, boom, you got it. Because why? Because you are my son and you're my daughter and I love you and I've given you that access. But sometimes as Christians, we walk around knowing that we feel like God's a distant being. We feel like he's a distant God. And we don't take it as reality that, no, he's your father. And that he loves you individually. And he sees you and he knows you. He knows everything about you. And so we have access. Just how you have access to your parents' house, you have access to everything that's in the word of God. You know, a lot of us, when, when we talk about process, and I know we've talked about it a lot, but really what, in order to, for us to really truly allow Jesus to do our process and, and, and allow us to change, we have to confess the word of God over our life. Sometimes I'm walking down the street or walking down or I'm driving down the street and I'm like, man, I really need, I, I really need your patience or I, your love right now. I think, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling doubtful. So I say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'm feeling like I'm feeling kind of defeated, so I say, well, I'm more than a conqueror, according to the word of God. That's what it says. I'm feeling condemnation, but Romans 8 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who walk along with the spirit of God. I say, when I'm feeling fearful, there is no fear in love, because perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all worry. Perfect love casts out all shame and guilt. We have to start realizing and taking root of what the word of God has for us to say. In order for you to allow Jesus into your process, we have to confess the word. Confess the word. It's not, it's, it's not good enough just to say, okay, I allow you into my process, so what's next? See, a lot of us are like, man, look, Lord, I, you come into my process, but you got to do all the work. But God's like, no, 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 no. It don't work like that, boo-boo. It don't work like that. I need you. I need you. I need you to, to make some steps, to do some things. Amen? And it's the last point. Freedom is not free. Freedom is not free. 1 Peter 2, 16, it says this. Live as free men, but do not use your freedom to cover up for evil. Live as free men, but do not use your freedom to cover up for evil. Live as servants of God. So if Jesus paid the ultimate price for us to be free, and a lot of times we don't want to allow him into our process. And, and sometimes I, I make fun of my wife all the time because she loves processes. Like she loves rules and she loves like A, B, C, like all these different things. Like 
we're going to go here at 9.15, and then at 10.15, we're going to do this. And then 11.15, everything's like, boop, 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 boop. It's like organizing, like, we got to do this. we got to stay on time. we got to be on schedule, everybody. <laughs> we got to do this thing. But there's, there's power in that. There's, there's, there's power in, 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 in being organized and being scheduled and doing those things. And I, I looked at that as, 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 as I, was, I was studying for the sermon, and I was like, man, there's actually power. When we really allow Jesus to come into our lives, but it's not about rules and regulations. It's about a heart that's fully leaned into what he has for us. It all comes from a place of, of, of knowing who he is and what he did in and through us. So it's a response. Because he, he died on the cross for me, because he shed his blood for me, because he laid his life down on the line for me. I'm choosing to obey him. I'm choosing to walk in his process. I'm choosing to walk in his grace and his mercy. We have to allow ourselves to, to, to really lean into what he has for us. And so if you don't get anything else out of this message, that even though he paid the price, that freedom still isn't free. That we have a response and we have a duty as coming into the family of God, we have to respond in a way of which he has called us to respond in. We have to choose every single day, Lord, this is, you, this is, you've created me in your image, you created me in your likeness, so I surrender this day to you. Every single day, every single step, every single job, every single fear, every single insecurity, I surrender it to you. I give it all to you. I lay it at your feet because ultimately you have a better plan than I could even imagine. And some of us in this room, God is telling you right now, you shouldn't take that job. You shouldn't do that thing. But because you're so comfortable and you want to do things your own way, you're, cho you're choosing to go that direction. But God has something far better than you can even fathom or imagine. But we have to allow him into our process. We have to allow him to shape us into what he wants us to be. And that freedom is not free. It comes at a price. It comes at a price, but that price far outweighs anything you could even imagine with Jesus. And this is another example. So if I were to come up to, to Chris, and I have this $10 bill right here, and I would say, hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I would say, hey, Chris, man, I just, man, I just really just feel like I need, I, I need to give you this $10. Man, I love what you're doing. I love everything about you. You're so giving. You're so loving. Like all this stuff. And I were to hand him this $10. And I'd say, this is not for anything, but it's just because I love you. And I were to hand you this $10. You can go ahead and grab it. You can keep it. <laughs> and I handed him that $10. But then he automatically said that was, that was really easy for him to accept that $10. But a lot of people, it's not that easy. Because our, our human nature wants to rebuttal against accepting things for free. We want to we push against. And probably in his mind, a lot of, a lot of people might have thought, well, what, what do I have to do to earn this? But in actual reality, I paid. I, I, I worked my butt off for that $10. 
But then I gave it to him, and I said, I just want to give this to you as a free blessing because I love you. And a lot of times that's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, man, my hand stretched out to you. I want, I, I, want to be, I, I want to be everything that you need me to be. But you're not accepting me. You feel like this comes at a cost. But he's like, no, I paid the price. I already did the work. All I want you to do is accept it, to walk in it, and receive it. And so if we're going to allow Jesus into our process, process of freedom, we have to say, man, my hands are up. Jesus, be the center of my life. And we have to be careful what we pray because a lot of times we don't know what those things mean. We just say, Lord, be the center of my life, but what does that really mean? If he's going to be the center of your life, then that means he has focus on every area of your life. If he's going to be involved into your life, that he has, he has uh, the key to every space and place of your heart. That's what it means to be a Christ follower. It's allow Jesus to come into every space and place of our hearts and allow him to be in our process. In just a moment, I want to worship, and I'm going to pray over you guys in just a moment. But if we can stand to our feet. I feel like there are people in this room that are struggling with this idea of freedom. They're struggling with this idea of like, okay, well, I know Jesus, but I don't, I don't know how to really allow him into my heart and allow him to take root into every space and place of my heart. There's been depression that I've been battling for years, and I just don't know how to get out of it. There's been shame that has been over my life since I was five years old, but I don't know how to get out of it. There's been guilt that I've been carrying for so long that it's just been a part of me that I don't even know how to get rid of it. It's like a weight that's on me that I don't even know how to get rid of. But in this moment, as we sing this over you guys, that his spirit lives within you, and that we have freedom, we have victory. When Jesus paid the price over 2,000 years ago, that means we can walk in freedom. That we can walk in his goodness. That we can walk in his, his favor and his mercy. That you no longer have to be tied down to what's been weighing you down for so long. You no longer have to be tied down to that depression or that fear or that shame. Trust me, I know what it's like to feel condemned over past mistakes and past failures. I know what that's like. But I also know what it's like to be free in Jesus, to allow him to come into my process and to shape everything about me. It's the best thing I've ever done. And so in this moment, I want you guys to lift up your hands if you feel comfortable.